Hello, you utterly amazing person. Welcome to Nourish Your Wellbeing with Becky of BB Holistic Therapy. Now, in today's episode, I thought it felt right that the time should come for me to do an update on the progress of my own wellbeing journey. Now, if you're a regular listener to my podcast, you'll know that in very early editions, I talked about my own wellbeing journey and kind of part of the reason I do what I do and to inspire others to be the best version of themselves. But within doing that, it needs to come from me and I need to look at myself within that. Now, those of you who know me well will know that over recent years and, well, you know, a good chunk of my adult life, I have suffered with issues with my well-being. I've suffered from burnout. I've suffered from stress. I've suffered from overeating and not loving myself enough and putting everyone else first. And obviously that has consequences of weight gain, of low mood, low self-belief in what I'm capable of. And There was also an overriding theme for me personally is that I would always put everyone else first and I would come last and as a result, my health, my well-being, my happiness would suffer. Now, last year I had a real setback in my health. Um, I, long story short, listened to my earlier podcast on my well-being to kind of get the full update of it but just to give you a quick overview I reacted to the Moderna vaccine it kicked off a multi-system attack and I became very unwell very quickly and it affected my heart my liver and my lungs and I had the most horrendous infection I went from being able to do everything one day to not being able to walk upstairs or do anything I was very poorly for a long time and it took me a good eight weeks to get over the infection And then once I got over the infection, I was left with post-viral fatigue, but I was also left with significant heart arrhythmias. And it wasn't until I got rushed into hospital one day after a 48-hour tape that we discovered my heart was regularly going up to 265 beats a minute. And quite frankly, the doctors did not know how I was still alive. So, you know, that is a very brief (laughs) snapshot of what happened. And, you know, it took a lot to process. And up until this point, over the last, oh, I'd say probably really good two years, I've been working really hard on my health and my well-being, working to kind of shift excess weight that I've been carrying and kind of just trying to get into habits to nurture me a little bit more obviously going through all of that was a real turbulent time and actually it kind of gave me almost like the wake-up call that I really needed to push myself forward because I came out of it and I'm like okay I'm still here I'm here for a reason and therefore I've just got to make the most of life and kind of that's how I've leapt forward and I've carried on going and you know in terms of my heart I mean the team were amazing they did lots more investigations and they tried me on all sorts of medications to kind of put my heart back into a steady regular rhythm and you know all of those things kind of helped but it didn't necessarily resolve the issue so they were like right let's do surgery on you and I went off to have my surgery earlier this year and uh, and on that day my heart 
decided to behave <laughs> the irony uh, so they couldn't do the the full procedure that they wanted to do um and when you're looking particularly at the faulty nerves like the so it's like to do with the electricity of my heart that was causing the issue so we've got a whole collection of nerves and cells that basically are responsible for pumping the rhythm of our heart and that's where i had problems all around my right ventricle and when you're looking at something like that, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. So we kind of, they tried lots of different things and unfortunately it didn't work. So we kind of came away and they were like, well, just see how you go. And up until this point, I'd been told that I wasn't allowed to run because my heart rhythm was too erratic. They were worried that it could put me into a position where I could potentially collapse. So I had to not stress my heart too much but we then come to this junction and they were like well okay let's just see how you go so I thought oh okay and that was really hard because from my perspective I've been building up and thinking oh right this operation is going to change my life I am not going to have any heart issues again and I'm going to be like a new woman I'm going to be able to do everything and of course when that didn't happen it really knocked me for six. And I was like, well, what, what do I do now? You know, because I'd, I'd still have problems where my heart will kick off into quite fast, irregular rhythms, which can be quite frightening at times. And I was like, well, what do I do? What do I manage? And, and the trouble is, the more you tune into it, the more obsessed you get about it. And then the more obsessed you get about it, the more it increases your anxiety around it, even though I wouldn't say I'm someone who's a particularly anxious person. But obviously, it has an impact, doesn't it, about how we react and how we then control our lives. So I kind of let myself process things for a couple of days, I had great chats with my tribe and my husband and my family. And I thought, do you know what? Let's just see what happens. So I made a decision to stay off my medication because I hadn't quite anticipated how tiring my medication was making me feel on a daily basis. So yes, it was helping me. But because I was on such a high dose, as it builds up and gets into your system, it can, one of the side effects is it can really give you fatigue. And it was like, well, I don't want to feel fatigue. So I was like, well, let's see how we go. I want to stress that I had permission from my cardiologist to do this. So please, if you're someone listening to this thinking, oh, I'll just stop taking my medication, don't do that. Please make sure you check in with your health professional before you do anything. So safety caveat there. So for me, I'd come off my medication and I thought, right, they've given me the go ahead for running. Uh, Let's get back to it and I'll try the couch to 5k. So that's what I did. And do you know what? I was a bit nervous to start with and it was hard initially as my body adjusts to running because I think it's very different doing running than it is to going for a swim on your bike ride. I think the intensity and the pressure on your body is is very different. And so I, I had to adjust. But because I used the fantastic program of the Couch to 5K, Uh, I took my time and as I built up, I was amazed at how well I did it. And the last time I did the Couch to 5K was back in 2019 when I was several stone heavier than, than I am now. And it was so much easier this time. And so that kind of made me think, oh, that's quite interesting to see how far I've come. 
And over all of this time, where I've had these setbacks in my health, I've done a real deep dive into nutrition, looking at what I'm eating and how what I'm eating, knowing that that impacts how I feel, how my body functions. Because when we start to think about it, what we eat is what we absorb, what we absorb is what we digest and what we don't excrete is is us. And so you think about all the processes that goes on in our body, how we need to keep our cells and our muscles functioning, how we need those proteins and those fibers to build us up and ultimately that give us energy. And then if we, we're not eating the right things, then that influences everything. So I've really worked incredibly hard. And if you're someone who follows me on social media, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, I share on my stories, things that I'm eating to kind of inspire you, to give you ideas. And I also share recipes um, with my email subscribers as well. So if you're wanting to know more about that, then head to my website and, and sign up. So my heart, I guess, I've just hit a point where I, I'm I'm managing it. I finished my couch to 5K and then I thought, right, I've come this far. I'm going to go for it and train for a 10K. And in that time, I then saw my cardiologist for follow-up and they were amazed at how well I was doing, how great my fitness was, how just generally as a whole, I was I was doing so well. And they obviously, when you go for checkups with your cardiologist, they always do an ECG, which is an electrocardiogram. So they look at the the rhythm of, of an electricity of your heart to see what's happening. And they were like, well, we can still see you're having your arrhythmias. But they were like, but how is it? And I'm like, well, actually, it's okay. Because I just switched off from it. I just thought, you know what, like my body will tell me when I need to stop. My body will tell me when I need to rest. And I think I'm someone who over time, and it's something you really have to learn, is that I'm really in tune with my body. So I recognize when I, I start to get tired. I recognize when, you know, I've been on my feet too long. And I recognize when I need to not, overcommit. So I'm very protective about my social activities, about what I do on a daily basis, and just how I manage my work-life balance. I think those are key things that are really important to me because, and, and they should be for all of us, because at the end of the day, there are things that are going to keep you well. And our health is everything. It truly is. And I think, particularly when I'd gone through that time last year, and although I remember very, very strongly how once I'd got over the infection, everyone was like, oh, you look so well. But I felt awful on the inside because I was suffering post-viral fatigue. And, you know, it's about those hidden diseases, the things that people can't see. Those of us who, you know, have autoimmune conditions, who have chronic health pain conditions that people don't see. And you can be a bubbly, smiley person, but on the inside, you can be really struggling. And so for those of you out there, I hear you, I see you, I empathize and I understand. But I would also say that there's hope and there's things that you can do within your life to make a shift and to make a change. 
And it's kind of one of those things that has really sparked and empowered me to train to become a health coach. Um, And so that's, you know, the point of recording this. I'm currently going through my training for that. And and that's wonderful because coupled with my nursing experience and all the mentoring and support that I have done with students and my clients over the years, it's just all filtering into this one thing that actually I just want to be a facilitator for change. I want to champion and support and nurture everyone to be the best version of themselves. And I know how hard it is to work at it consistently with dedication and shaking off that inner critic. Like I've been through it and I really understand. And, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still working through on my journey. And I think that's one of the really unique things that was something that I offer and support with my clients is that I get it. I get what it's like to have an insanely highly intense, stressful job. I understand what it's like to work, um, shift work. I understand what it's like to have a young family, to run a house, to run your own business, to juggle life in the corporate world and the pressures and demands. Like I, I get it. And, and so that is what fuels me because I think, well, if I can make these changes and adjustments, then quite frankly, anyone can. And what's only stopping you is the excuses that you're telling yourself. There's always a way. And I just want to enjoy life. Because we're here, aren't we? We're here to live. Okay. And so, so those are kind of like my heart things and I've increased my exercise, my stamina and I recently completed um, a 10k race and I was uh, chuffed to bits that I did that and I really realised my fitness has, has hit a new level and I'd probably say I am the fittest and the healthiest I have been probably in my adult life and that's that's really saying something. And I think another real challenge for me this year with particularly with my own well-being has been hormones and uh, I've really had a dip and I'm someone who um, I've always really suffered with my periods. I suffer from endometriosis and I've had a lot of gynae surgery and things to resolve issues over the years. And I've recently, at the age of 41, become perimenopausal. And it's been really tough. And obviously, I was having all these problems with my heart and stuff. And I thought, right, well, I'll, I'll get that sorted and I'll, I'll come to that and I'll then address my my hormones. And I'd, I'd worked a lot on my diet and I'm really conscious to have whole nutritious foods, nuts, all those beautiful things that are going to fill us and help balance our hormones. So I'd explored all that. I've been doing the exercise, but still I was having horrendous night sweats. I was having real drops in moods. Um, I just, the brain fog was just unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, I, I won't go into all the symptoms. I've, I've done a separate episode on perimenopause. So dive into that if, if you're interested. Um, and so for me, I hit a point where I, was like, I went to my doctor and I said, do you know what? I think I need to stay, start HRT. And she was like, do you know what? I think you're probably right. And it has, you know, transformed my life, I have to say. I, I know it's not for everyone. And, and it's very difficult, isn't it? Because it's that fine balance between, you know, allopathic, the medical intervention that we need and the naturopathic approach to making sure 
that we look after ourselves. And I think it's a bit of a yin and a yang. Sometimes we need a bit of both, but a lot of issues can be resolved in the habits and the things that we do in our daily lives. Now, for me, there is another <laughs> like health issue that has uh, reared its head in, in recent years. And it's something that I've ignored, but it's become really problematic in the last uh, few months. Um, so when I was pregnant with my daughter, I started to get varicose vein in, in my leg. And over the years, obviously, it's it's grown, it's got worse, it's really elevated now, it's very bubbly, and it goes right from the top of my leg all around the bottom. And uh, as a result of these varicose veins, my feet and my ankles have been swelling horrendously. And to the point that when I've got clients and things, my feet are going purple. And I was like, oh, I really need to do something about this. And so, again, went to my GP and sorted things out. And, and they were amazing. They did Doppler scans and things, looked at my circulation, said, well, actually, considering your circulation is fine, but... Your, your vein doesn't look great and seeing a vascular consultant he was like oh yeah uh, that vein's not working properly at all you need to have surgery so uh, the point of recording this that's that's where I'm at and he looked at my other leg as well and he was like oh yeah that's starting to do the same thing and and I just thought oh part of me feels like oh my goodness have I bought this on myself because when you look at the advice with varicose veins, it's like, you know, to make sure you lose excess weight, to make sure you regularly exercise, that you drink plenty, that you don't smoke, that you don't consume too much alcohol. And all of those things, like, I, I do. And so I sort of saying to him, well, I've tried all these things. And granted, I've had some weight weight issues in recent years. I said, but... I said, what else can I do? And uh, he, he, he laughed and he said, oh, he said, you could ask for new parents. And I said, you are. And, and he said, regardless of anything that I that I have done, he said, it's just part of my genetic makeup. It's part of what I have inherited. I haven't inherited the greatest veins. And that kind of got me thinking, because every time I've gone to give them blood or gone for blood tests and, you know, like when I was ill last year, they always struggle to find good veins on me. And I thought, oh, well, that that's then telling, isn't it? So it's just part of me. And um, and so I'll be thrilled once, you know, I get that. I get that sorted. And then really, hopefully after that, I can truly feel <laughs> like a new woman. And hopefully there won't be anything else to come along. But I just wanted to share with you that you may think when you see pictures of me on Instagram or you see me when I'm doing treatments or however you connect with me, you might think, oh my God, she's got it right. She's got it all. And it's like, well, actually I haven't. I'm just, I'm working really hard at progressing my well-being and trying to be the healthiest that I can be because I just want to be happy. And one real, my biggest shift has been about my lifestyle. And actually only this morning when I was on the school run, a mum said to me, she's like, oh my goodness, can I just say, you look incredible. You have lost so much weight. Um, and and I was like, oh, thank you. That's really kind as I've been working away at it for a while. But I think like anything, you you suddenly hit phases, don't you, where things really show and, and people start to notice. And that's a phase that I'm in at the moment. And, um, and this, and this mum immediately said to me, what diet are you doing? And I said, oh, I said, I, I'm not doing a diet. I said, 
diets are no good for us. I said it's about eating whole foods and being consistent and ensuring you get regular movement and exercise. And she was like, well, whatever you're doing, it's incredible. And and, I, and, it, and isn't it that thing? And it kind of got me th- thinking like, oh, we all want that quick fix, don't we? They want to find the magic solution that's going to make a change. And actually what is going to make a change is you making adjustments and doing deep dives into your lifestyle, into your habits and into your behaviours to try and figure out what it is that's holding you back and looking at the root cause of things. And that is what I am striving for and learning so much about in my health coaching course, coupled with my nursing experience and expertise. It's it's just going to be so magic. Um, and so for me now, my real things are, is making sure I do regular movement and doing things that I love. So I love running, um, but I have my limit. I don't really want to go past the 10k distance now. Um, I'm not a marathon runner, that's for sure. Um, I've recently started swimming and I forgot how amazing and freeing it is in, in the water. And this morning I got up and I went for a swim and I did a new PB and it, and that's great. I'm not fixated on, on things like that, but I just happened to notice. And, you know, this morning it was so dark and I, I didn't really want to get out of bed, but I did and I just felt amazing for it. And I'm cycling and I'm doing weights as well. So kettlebells tends to be the things that I'm doing. But it's about finding what works for you. And depending what ailments that you have, then you have to make uh, adjustments for that. But also one of the biggest drivers has been my nutrition, Um, really looking at the food and the choices that I'm making. And if you're following me on my socials and on my email subscribers, then you'll know that uh, I eat very little uh, processed foods. I mean, obviously there are processed foods that I have in my diet, but I don't have ultra processed foods. I, I cook from scratch and I really nurture what we have as a, a family. And I'm still finding ways to inspire and to create and also make the difference to our family's health as well. It's also about reducing stress. So stress is one of those biggest things and it's something I'm going to do a specific episode in, but I've really eased off the stress or the stress I choose to absorb in my life. And it's not easy. I still have periods where I do feel stressed. It's inevitable running your own business, modern life, kids. Let's just (laughs) fill up the bowl and spin the plates with all the things we have to do. But it's a fine balance of what I commit to and making sure I don't overcommit and that above all else I put a protective bubble around me Um, and by doing those things I found there's a real shift in paradigm there's a real shift in how I feel how I behave how I interact and how energized I am Um, and I think I haven't got all the answers and I'm not perfect and I'm imperfectly perfect and that's what we all should be But when it comes to our health, if we don't have our health, then it truly impacts everything else in our life, our relationships, our communication, our ability to sleep and to make good choices and ultimately just to be happy. So I hope this little episode on my progress inspires you that you can and you will get there. I am here for you. If you need my help and support, then just pop me a message. But above all else, know that 
whatever setbacks you face in life, you can overcome them. If you want to be the best version of yourself, then you can. And if you want to really thrive in good health, then you can. Thank you as always for taking the time to listen to my podcast. It is a real joy to have you here listening. If you've loved what I've talked about today and would like to connect, then pop me a message, head to my website, bbholistictherapy.com and I can't wait to connect. Thank you.